Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. A fine, fine Saturday morning to you all. Hello, Tommy Metz. Uh, You are here, Tommy Handsome. That's me. And we have a new voice. Hi. Hi, Mandy. Oh, Mandy Kaplan is delightful. Tom, isn't she delightful? 
She is delightful. I'm so glad that I cast her in something and then never That's right. let her be alone That's again. right. We are thrilled. That's how I make Thank friends. Thank God for restraining orders. <laughs> That's right. This is a whole new sort of COVID-adjacent restraining order Zoom thing that we have. We don't ever have to be in the same room, but we can still enjoy one another's company. In spite and it of smells the a whole lot better. It sure does. Um, <laughs> look, can I just tell you, uh, we did uh, we did the Hamilton show on the film board last week, and I still haven't stopped watching it. I don't think other media exists anymore. It does not. Uh, yeah. No. I still don't really see what all the fuss is about. I'm just kidding. I think it's a masterpiece. <laughs> I, I, did I tell you that I have, I have made a deal with myself? I'm not allowed to watch um, The World Turned Upside Down before Why? I go to bed. Because I always want to watch that before I go to bed, but then it riles me yeah. up. But I'm like, ah! And I get all excited and start marching well, around my I apartment. Well, I actually with do. Uh, my relationship with Hamilton now involves you directly. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, you found you this found just it? got a whole lot. You found a camera in your apartment, in your house. <laughs> you haven't met him yet. You haven't had the chance because he's been kicking ass as the ambassador to France. But someone's got to keep the American promise. You simply must meet Thomas. Thomas. Tommy Handsome is coming home. Wow, fantastic! Home. Tommy Handsome is coming home. <laughs> oh, I can do the whole thing. Now put me in one of the songs. <laughs> No. Um, dear Mandy Kaplan, what to say to you? Perfect. Oh, we can do that too. Look at that. I love it. Okay, what's our news today? It's the Quibi update. <laughs> you are obsessed with Quibi. <laughs> and you're the only one obsessed with Quibi, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I am one for a little schadenfreude, but um, this is starting to get grim. Uh, they apparently, this was July 4th, was a big sad weekend uh, because this was the end of their massive three-month trial. And all of these major media companies that are dealing with big trials, right? Quibi is is one of the, the smaller ones in this regard when you look at what Disney did and what Apple did a whole year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the, the three months is over. And so now we're looking at conversion. How many uh, of the trial subscribers are going to stay attached to the service and actually pay? It's 8%, Pete. 8%. It's only keeping 8%? Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> Wait, well, so that means that everyone is... once the free trial is over, they're just gone. They were done. You know what? They had just had enough of shows involving air cannons of food in the face. Like it, it was just enough. So here's why does the this thing. sound like my dating life in my twenties? <laughs> like once the free That's trial right. was over, oh, I thought you were eight percent. That's all that made it <laughs> through is eight percent. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> What a disaster. So here's the thing. Here's the thing that 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 stinks for them. 72,000. This is uh, third-party data. Sensor Tower says uh, 72,000 subscribers stuck around out of the 910,000 subscriber numbers that uh, apparently they were tracking for the last three months. That is not great. Quibi, of course, says, wait a minute, that's not right. There are so many more times that than you say. Not what we have more, they said in a comment. All Quibi-like. And... 
<laughs> and then the uh, uh, and then Sensor Tower comes back with this. Uh, you're right that our numbers could actually show a variance because we're looking at the first download of an app by a single Apple ID or Google account. As such, our figures won't reflect the app if the app is installed again by the same user, such as after deletion or to another device, mm. thereby making that 72,000 number even smaller. Oh, no. right? Not Quibby. great. <laughs> Not great, Quibi. So I'm I'm really sorry for all of the people who are impacted, especially the creators who are are who have invested uh, a ton of time and ingenuity. There is nothing about the Quibi technology that they came up with that that does the fantastic like screen squeezing thing uh, when you turn your phone sideways. It was just a sadly misguided idea. In this time, and I, I don't know. Is it because of in this time? Because right when they said everyone wants something really short to listen to, the world shut down. Yeah, I think that was. I, I think that was a part of it. Okay. I, I think the other part is that this problem was already solved by like Netflix and Hulu when you can actually stop something that is longer and watch it and then pause it and then come back to it later. Oh, did like, they forget they that there was a pause button? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So instead, they just have a lot more credits runs on, uh, you know, and do these little things. I don't know. Did you, uh, you never looked at it. Mandy, did you ever try it? Yeah, we watched the Princess Bride thing. What's that? I don't even know what that is. That's the whole reason anybody got Quibi, I think. They, people were in their homes remaking Princess Bride. (gasps) What? Celebrities. It's darling. Uh, It's absolutely darling. So, yeah, they, uh, Rob Reiner is involved and he okay. actually asked like if you're a couple in a celebrity couple please film together so you can do scenes together and if not you can go in your backyard and it it works on every level it's so cute oh, are they having the people that used that were in it redo it or new people some okay. i don't know how many spoilers people want but it was all of them <laughs> okay fred savage like the whole thing starts with fred savage in his little chicago bear shirt and oh, he's like is this adorable. a kissing book it's a adorable and and they just cycle through different actors playing all the roles nick kroll is phenomenal he plays fessick fasini and uh inigo matoy it's it's great well that's that's all i know about this i can't believe here i am uh i am uh, taking a dookie all over quibi and mandy's a fan (laughs) uh so you know what i'm done oh that was it (laughs) That was a short run. Fair enough. I can't, short run. It's a quibby run. <laughs> That's right. right? <laughs> it's been about six minutes. I think I'm done. I'm going to quibby. I'm going to make it a verb. That's right. You just quibbied out. Yes, uh, honey. It happened on one of them zippity doo dah days. Now, that's the kind of day when you can't open your mouth without a song jump right out of it. Zippity doo we got votes on this story. We have to talk about Splash Mountain. Oh, it's, I'm excited uh, we're done about with that. the Song of the South. Yeah. Me too. Uh, because it was based on Song of the South, sort of. I mean, it was. There was no Uncle Remus or anything, but definitely all of enough creepiness from Song of the South, which you can't even buy or watch anywhere because it's in a vault, in the racism vault. Yeah, they're changing it to Princess and the Frog, something that I don't know what that is, unfortunately. <gasps> May Uh-oh. I? Please. Please. It is extraordinary. It's... um. A Disney film from the maybe late 90s, I want to say. Phenomenal voices, phenomenal music. It's set in New Orleans. So it's it's just um, it was beautiful. And I watched it a billion times when my son was, you know, between two and four. Okay, It's great and deserving of 
an epic ride at Disney. And do you know how familiar are you with Splash Mountain? I've been on it. Like, does it, it, it are, how much are they going to have to change other than putting in different animatronics? Like, is there... Well, they're using the original voices. Okay. I happen to know one of them. Oh. Uh, but they're they're, they're going to, like, put the characters in. So I think it's going to be a, a soup to nuts change, I think. Wow. But still keeping the hardest part, which is probably the ride. That can all stay. I would imagine the ride isn't going right. to change. Because, like, in... Yeah, there's like a swamp that they go through in the movie and fun music and they meet an alligator. So I imagine there could be fun stuff, but still having it be in the water. Got it. That sounds like your dating life. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the song that they played over and over again in the now being dismantled Splash Mountain? Zippity-doo-dah. Nope. How do you do? Might find to meet you. Pretty good. Sure as you're born. It's all just words. I don't know what it means, but they play that. And that has been, that's the one that gets stuck in my head. So thank God there's not, that's not racist. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty good. Sure as you're born. It's just just Southern. Yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, both of you have burst into song. It's very shocking with the three of us that I have not yet. I'm just saying. Right. I'm being. Don't worry. We're going to be here. Hour's not up yet. Oh, I'm not throwing away my shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah. little tease. <laughs> Will Smith's slavery movie Emancipation sells to Apple for $120 million. Wow. Is this the biggest one? For Oh, no, that's right, because Killers of the Flower's Moon was like $200 million, the Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, that crazy. was the bigger one. You're right, right, right. right. Yeah. Ca- DiCaprio, right. Okay, so it's second. Will, Will Smith gets oh. second biggest uh, uh, so far for Apple TV+. Plus. What are we thinking of, uh, of Will Smith's action slavery movie yeah. on Apple TV+. Plus. They said it's not going to be like 12 Years a Slave. It's less a traditional slavery drama than an action-packed chase movie. Ugh. Maybe there's, I, you I know, think there's room for that. I'm a fan of Antoine Fuqua. Yeah. I'm a fan of Will Smith. I think if anybody can do something with that subject matter, it's probably those guys. But also, he did that weird twin movie, and that didn't work out so well recently. Gemini Man? And so I'm, yeah. And that was with, the one with his son? No, oh, the one with his son. That's a different one. That's After Earth, right? I actually, uh, that was better than Gemini Man. Okay. Yeah. Oh. After Earth was? That's the Shamalahan. Okay. But that also came out with uh, right around, I think it was right around the same time that the Tom Cruise one with the uh, uh, acrylic spaceships, the white, like dental enamel spaceships were flying around all over the place. Wait, what? He was a guardian of guardian of the planet oblivion. (laughs) Oh, so forgettable. Right. Was Sandra Bullock in any of these movies? (laughs) (laughs) Then I'm not going to know that. No. Noted. Uh, yeah. I, I am a, I, I'm a still pretty bullish on Apple TV Plus. That seems like they have the money to just light on fire. And, Apparently. Uh, and, and yet I feel like they've made a lot of uh, interesting decisions. Did you see Tom Hanks' uh, commentary on Greyhound, which opens this weekend? He was all sad about it, right? You know, but he's so charming. Oh, sad and charming. Oh, he's just so likable, even when he is... Uh, not being very friendly to the, his Apple Apple overlords, he called them, uh, saying that he was upset that that this that he just you know he's an advocate for his film, right? You know that feeling, and he is a guy who wants to stand up and say, God, "Curse this stupid everything that this movie that I wrote and that we worked so hard on is it it, it has been." Uh, you know, ripped out of the theaters. And I just, he just, I think, regrets that it was bought by a streaming service so early and that it's never going to get its its due. I mean, it's just never going to get its due at this point. But isn't there a case um, that and, and more people And the reviews are also s- middling. Oh, 
Well, I was oh. going to say, let's see how it does before you speak up, Tom Hanks, right? Well, that's a yeah, I think that's a that's a really good point. And, and he doesn't come off great. <laughs> but he's still pretty charming. If anybody can do it, it's Tom. Hanks. He's so full of antibodies. Oh, totally. Love him. <laughs> Tom Hanksy bodies. <laughs> hey, Paul. Winnie Cooper? Well, there was no question now. We were entering uncharted territory. Even the familiar was cloaked in the vestments of the devil. Junior high school was a whole new ball of wax. Who's uh, who's the uh, who's advocating uh, with the Wonder Years right now? I don't know what that is. Oh, I uh, I voted for it because I'm an ardent fan of the Wonder Years, and the slant they're going to take is that it's uh, about a, a African American family, but at the same time, oh wow, in the South. Oh so, wow. Um, so their struggles are different. And probably similar, you know, a lot of adolescent struggles are going to be the same no matter where you are or who you are. Um, And Fred Savage got on board as a producer and director, I believe. He's a big director, I know. Oh, that's wonderful. He's a huge television director. So I think it's a great idea. Yeah. And it's beloved. Who doesn't like the Wonder Years? And I like the idea of rebooting something, but really rebooting it. Versus yes. just sort of lazily cashing in on the name. Right. Yeah, that's great. Reimagining right. it. I don't know. I, this is one. I mean, I do know. Obviously, I know. I think it's fantastic. But it's one of those that made me just like, you, I had not read the premise when you said it. And I almost swallowed my tongue just now. Like, oh, my God, the same period, uh, an African-American family in in the times in which we are living now yeah. right like i yeah. i wonder uh i wonder what those conversations are like in post production uh or pre wherever they are in their um, in their run uh you know in this in the george floyd like yeah. very contemporary production right. period uh has got to be strenuous at best yes. do you think this time around someone'll call the lead character out for just sitting still and not talking while the voiceover <laughs> Talks and talks and talks and talks. <laughs> like one of his and friends will be like, "What's wrong? Who should do the voiceover?" <gasps> Great question. Weirdly, still Daniel Stern. Controversial <laughs> choice. I wouldn't have gone yeah. that way. I know, Tommy, your love of horror shouldn't. Don't you feel like you should have a little bit of a platform to talk about your enthusiasm? high or low, about Halloween kills. It is very... The only thing interesting about this is the fact that I love horror so much and I don't care about Halloween. (laughs) And I never have. Really? Like the forefather of all of these things. I think the first movie is kind of dumb. I think it brought one thing, really, to horror movies that stood the test of time is the idea of a killer killing someone and as they're dying, doing that weird head tilt as he's mm-hmm. staring at them because he's so And inhuman. also the theme music, right? Yes. Carpenter was theme it, music. I mean, sure. we all recognize that theme. Yes. But no, the movie just never... And I didn't really like the redo that they made except for the ending. So what I liked about this little uh, tease is it happens directly after that because the, the, the twist ending of how they trap Michael Myers, no spoilers, is, I thought, phenomenal. I thought it was so exciting and so neat that the movie really came alive when a lot of it was sort of paced at the same pace that he walks at. <laughs> very, very <laughs> plodding. Oh. Speed it up, Mike. People got work in the morning. Yeah, so they, it, I will still yeah. definitely see it. And I saw the other one in the theater, but I like that they're trying to 
do something a little bit different with it, but I just never understood the idea of remaking it in the first place. What are you? Are you a super fan, Pete? No, I haven't seen the other one. Oh. Not what? I thought you were going to be the super fan. I was I so excited that you were going to have you were going to stand up on a wee. I love Wiesel Freddy Krueger. I, oh, I just love it so much. I, that was a wonderful impression. Um, yeah, no, I just don't. Uh, I, it never really appealed to me that much. Unfortunately, Fred, Freddy Krueger was was mine yes. as a youth to the point where I was like making manufacturing gloves at the with the knives, mm-hmm. and I had oh the, oh, the okay. whole nine. I actually my manufacturing. Dad, like, yeah, I did. Were you I mean, with them? the hammer and o- overseas, yeah. Yeah. or were you able to do it domestic? <laughs> The point is that I had my dad actually secured for me a, a movie theater stand up from Dream Warriors of <gasps> Freddy with everything. And I had that the in my bedroom yeah. for years. And I would just, every time I'd walk into my bedroom, I'd sing, I'm a dream warrior. And that <laughs> would is that be the one fantastic. with Patricia Arquette? That's the one with Sandra uh, Bullock, I think. Sandra, it's just Sandra <laughs> Bullock. Yeah, Sandy. Then yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yes, but yeah. yes to Patricia Arquette. went into Arquette. dreams. Mandy, yes. And it was, right? That's yes. the yeah. one with her. Yeah, that was yeah. the best one. Yeah. yeah I remember that. One. Yeah. So, uh, yes. So very excited about that. But uh, I've always been a Freddy Krueger. And then I stopped watching horror altogether and got super like anxiety ridden about horror. And only now have I come back around. So I missed a lot. Welcome back. That's oh, good to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Let's do trailers. Swinging for the fences. Mandy Kaplan comes in first with a trailer pick this week. Doesn't even know how the game works. I admittedly have not seen a lot of trailers but this one i had seen and i was all excited so i wanted to get it in what is it so tell us about it oh it's no one can see us (laughs) (laughs) can i charade it to you guys (laughs) it'll be so good it's the eurovision song contest story of fire saga (laughs) and it's uh starring will ferrell and rachel mcadams and in a shockingly over-the-top performance, Dan Stevens from Downton Abbey. <gasps> oh. Is that his name? And Legion. So Awesome. It, it looks like yes. he's going to steal the movie to me. It, it, like he, it looks like he's going to be the, you know. When he says, the guy you're punching me and... with little kitten <laughs> fists in marshmallow boxing gloves, I, I laughed out loud. I thought that was really funny. I think he's really neat. Because I also, I mentioned Legion. He's the lead in a Marvel show, the only Marvel show that I watch. And he's really oh. phenomenal in it. He's really oh. cool. I believe yeah. you. Ever since we were children, we've had one dream. Winning the Eurovision Song Contest. All right, everyone. I am Lars. This is Secret. We are Fire Saga. Who wants to hear a Eurovision song? I'm a Will Ferrell nut, and I'm very excited. Uh, it's going to be completely over the top and they're doing Icelandic accents <laughs> and I can't wait. And there's singing involved and just looks hilarious. He's been on a little bit of, at least critically, I to be honest, I haven't seen them, but his movies as of late have been hurting a bit critically with Downfall, The House. He's sort of on a rough run. Have you seen any of those? And should I stop listening to critics? Uh, I actually didn't see Downfall. Downhill, Downhill is the the married skier. Right. I didn't see that one. Um, yeah, he's not perfect, sure. But when he's good, he makes me laugh so hard. Sure. So I will. I will always. I saw the one in Spanish that he did in the movie theater. Oh, the tears of my father, something like that. Uh, it now the the trailer is it, it's already open. It just opened last weekend, right? 
I think it did. I, think, I believe so. I know it's available. Yeah. I think it dropped it very, very recently as we talk about it. I thought it was really, it, it, I think it's really funny. And I think you're right about Dan Stevens. I think he's exceptional. You, you know, I, I think we, the, Dan Dobkin directs and, and I think he's, uh, I, I think he's got a sense for, um, for funny and has, has absolutely, you know, worked on some funny things. I thought Fred Claus had some, had some moments that were, were pretty good, but also Wedding Crashers. Wedding Wedding Crashers Crashers guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, that's a, that's a real high point. So, um, certainly in, in his work, I really, really like it. He does a lot more sort of music stuff right now, but uh, this, I, I think this movie looks great. I did, I don't know much of the, like, I know the Eurovision Song Contest is a real thing. I don't think I even knew about it. jazzed about it. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know about it. Admittedly, I yeah. did not know about it, and I'm excited to. Yeah, I I think it's it's worth checking out. I some of the I listened to some European podcasters, and they they get stoked about this thing. They <laughs> you know between this and football, is it just uh, like yes. the world's so. biggest American Idol at risk of Americanizing something I, that is European? I feel, yes, I think you are diminishing its global impact okay. by uh, by calling it that. Got it. But I'm gonna say kind of yeah. So it's the and it's I'm the, sure all we'll get Susan letters. Boyle. Just everyone yes, is Susan right. Boyle. Yeah. They're all dressed as Vikings. Is <laughs> the is the real trick? So it's it's wait. very crazy. So uh, apparently the I think the Asian contingent always does things that involve pyrotechnics that are mm. of some renown. I I don't know. I mean anyway. So that's that's the story as I know it. That's oh, it. and the Mexican right. movie that you reference is Casa de Me Padre. Yes. So Casa, I was very Casa close. Casa de Me Padre. I was very close. Yes. All right. Not good. Not a good movie. <laughs> but I saw it in the theater because I love Will Ferrell. <laughs> All right. I got a, I got a movie. Mm. Uh, I got a trailer. Mm. And this comes, again, from uh, one of those performers that... And I think that the guys have talked about it recently on a, on a Satmat, which is an American pickle. And it yes. comes out mm-hmm. next month, August 6th. And I had not seen the trailer, and I wasn't on that show when they talked about it. And so I wanted to, to look at the trailer and talk about it because I think it's it looks kind of crazy. And I'll be damned, it felt like a weird like a uh, leveling up for me of of our man Seth Rogen. Is that weird? No. no. I was expecting it to be like, what is this crazy steel beast? And hello, like answering a shoe as a phone, like just that over and over again. But it really, especially in the trailer, is striving to not be that almost, in my personal opinion, too much. There's one too many yeah. scenes of kneeling in front of a gravestone. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Like, is this going to be, yeah. but then followed up by the great shot of him in old timey clothes, like belting down the street with people like, does that seems rousing? I don't know what it's exactly trying to be. In old country of Shlupska, I am ditch digger. As far as jobs in Shlupska, it's pretty good. For some reason, it reminded me, this is a random reference, a Will Ferrell movie. Oh. Stranger than fiction, oh, yeah. something like yes. that, where a character's like getting to know themselves and realizing yep. that their life has a deeper meaning. And I don't know that I need to see Seth Rogen do that kind of work. Hmm. I, personally, I was very excited by the first 20 seconds of the trailer when they're in a country called Schlupsky. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, it's his Borat. He's creating a whole world and it's going to be hilarious. And I was, I was, excited about that and then when it turned into what it actually is i was much less excited 
that was so that it's so funny to me, actually. It's so funny because I'm watching this thing and I'm thinking maybe I am ready for Seth Rogen to do this kind of introspection. I thought, what a strange thing. I wonder what it looks like when Seth Rogen has restraint. Uh, and and see what that what that feels like. I, the, the other reason I'm interested in this movie, frankly, is because it is uh, it comes to us from the good and kindly Brandon Trost. Uh, and uh, Brandon is I don't I don't know Brandon, but we did have his sister Sarah uh, on one of our previous episodes. Sarah Trost, she's a, a costume designer and she's fantastic. She's working on the Righteous Gemstones right now, uh, but she and her whole Trost family have done uh, uh, Beats of Rage, uh, which is one that we were very excited to talk about, but they were also behind uh, Vice Principals. She was behind the costuming for Vice Principals, and so um, you know, very talented family and they have a wacky sense of humor. So it makes, it gives me more hope yeah. that this movie yeah. has has legs. So it, curious. And like, as I started with what I was afraid, it was going to be just too much Huh? Cousin Bal, yeah. cousin Balky stuff. If they don't lean in too hard to the ma- ma- uh, ma- maudlin, ma- ma- how long have yeah. I been speaking? Maudlin stuff. It <laughs> yeah. could actually have. It could be really sort of worth something more if it has some heart, yeah. which is nice. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. All right. I don't need heart. Mandy, Mandy, <laughs> give, give me fart jokes. Yeah, she is very Every on the time. record for fart jokes and nothing else. Yes. yes. Uh, all right. What do you got? Thomas. I have a movie about something that I didn't even know existed, and I find it to be fascinating because finally something about men. Am I right? Okay. <laughs> Uh, this is called Boys State. After doing a little research, there's also a program called Girls State, which would maybe be an interesting counterpoint to it. But uh, every it's a decades-old program. Oh, this is a documentary. I'm sorry. And it's a decades-old yeah. program where um, a thousand high schoolers convene in Austin to run mock elections. They sort of come up with a government. Did you guys know that this existed? The movie? No, the this this program that's been going on the for program. a decade involving thousands of teenage boys. Not until I not until I saw that that read that Apple TV Plus had acquired. Right, it looks really timely. It looks really like it seems like it's going to be about culturalism, about masculinity, about government. Uh, there's already some really cool choice lines uh, in there in the trailer where one kid is talking about another, saying, "I think he's a fantastic politician." Now, mind you, that's not necessarily a compliment. <laughs> uh, right. And then it cuts to that that kid who says, "That's politics." I, I, I think. think. That's, That's politics. politics. Yeah. <laughs> I will skip the part where I brag for three minutes about how great and cool I am. Seeing as we are all qualified young men of skill and character. People like that stuff. Good, yeah. People like that stuff a lot. Um, I love documentaries, um, and I think that when they're timely like this, you can sort of see where people are coming from. And it seems very inclusive. Just the people that are in the um, trailer seem to be from all different walks of different cultures and everything. So I'm really interested to see it. And I guess I have to get Apple TV at some point, huh? Because all of these yeah. things. How much does it cost? Five bucks Too a much. month. Too much. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's not bad. All right. Deal. Can I have your guys' and there's password? there's some good stuff on there. We can there's talk some about it. good stuff on there. There is. Yeah. My Hulu free month is about to be done. So then I'll join on that. You just now have a Hulu free month? Where have you been? I don't have anything. I don't have nothing. I'm just starting to join. What's wrong with you? Are you using wow. your VCR to record the things you like? Right. <laughs> I film it on my yeah. phone. <laughs> that tape that tape will degrade, Tom. May I comment? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I talk oh, the whole time? I love documentaries. I love this 
type of documentary, watching what seems like an extreme version of something that could be familiar. It reminded me, just in its trailer, of um, a documentary I love so deeply called Jesus Camp. I love Jesus Mm -hmm. Camp. Mm -hmm. Love it. However, this one, the way they cut the trailer made it very Christopher Guest for me. Oh. And they were they were going for laughs and characters and it didn't bring me in thinking, "Ooh, I want to know what this cool place is and what these kids are up to." It made me think they were like, "Look, we found the quirkiest people. We found the quirkiest four boys and we're going to feature them and it, it felt I couldn't tell it was a doc for the first half of the trailer. It looked very scripted and I feel like the boys were pushing mm. to be like I'm show me, the show me, guy show me. And they're going to use my footage. Interesting. So I am on the fence. All right, I'll let you know when I get my free Thank Apple you. TV trial. <laughs> I I struggled. I struggled with it. I haven't seen anything else that uh, uh, Amanda McBain or Jesse Moss have done. Uh, they, it looks like they've done some things that should be interesting to a guy like me, uh, but I have not seen them. All I can tell you is watching this. Wow. It made me hate people. And uh, I find that I am usually one who is incredibly bullish on the future and let the youth like have their day. Like, let's look at what they are building. And then I look at this and see that they're building uh, a place uh, that is uh, doesn't seem like a productive evolution of political uh, voice. And that makes me more scared than anything. Yeah. And mm. it was super frustrating. Good that we can have this documentary to tell us this story and also wow i kind of hope that there's a little pushback on it of course it will lead nowhere but (laughs) gross it was gross really gross what was the gross stuff the idea of bringing a thousand boys together (laughs) to have them craft the future practice of politics is it it is the worst. <laughs> it's like a thousand boys will teach each other nothing. There is no diversity of practice, a diversity of thought. Like, frankly, mm. they, what they need to do is take these thousand boys and put them in a giant ring around a thousand young women and watch how they do it. Preach. That's what I would like to see. Is I'd like to see that. He's just doing because this because he's on this I know. episode. No, I would do this. I would do this anyway because it makes me mad as as a father of a daughter. Um, because uh, I feel like um, uh, I feel like this story makes is it, it's it's telling just a very it, it is they they have put into practice a one sided camp of political thought, and I think that's the problem with politics right now, mm-hmm. professional politics, and uh, that it it no longer serves the future of building government and leadership. That whole, the whole thing does not serve the future of, of leadership because of, it, it is an isolationist practice, and it makes me crazy. So, there you go. Fair enough. Sorry, I picked it on fire. I know. Guys, I'm sorry. I know. Wow. Did you get the link to Boys State (laughs) Two, the the sequel? (laughs) Yeah, you just follow around even less. It's it's called Boys State: The Culling. I can't wait. The tagline is "Let them burn." That's politics. (laughs) I think that's politics. Okay, we have. A list. Yes. Now, 
uh, the list was based on uh, nothing, the conversation from uh, last week that they had. Uh, usually, obviously, we have a film to talk about. We did not. And so they picked a, a topic, which we will yes. get to do to what a party this is. The list that they came up with, uh, the, the choice that they ended up with was characters that are forced to watch other things in movies. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of gray area in this, although yep. I did not find any in my own searches. It was pretty cut and dry. Not all pleasant scenarios. I hope that Sandra Bullock gets some. Oh, interesting. Uh, in these lists. Now, it, Mandy, uh, as the and, and I would like to throw in one thing that occurred to me only after we wrapped our trailers that we we failed a longstanding rule. The Tom, your movie is an A24 film. I love A24. A24 always has a default. You get to go first rule, but we broke that already. So we just need to remember that for the rules. The records must stand. I didn't know. Would you like to bring us your first movie on your list of characters who are forced to watch something? I would. My first choice, I think, is is an obvious one. And, and we're going to go one, 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 or does she do all three in a row? No, 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 no. She does. No gets one, one pick, and that then, then yeah. I go, and then you go last. Got it. Appropriately. Okay. My most conventional choice. Okay. Is get out. Oh, smarty. He's forced mm-hmm. to watch Catherine Keener doing her thing, and forced to watch the weird video in the basement, and forced throughout the movie, he is forced to watch stuff. Good point. Excellent. Good pick. Not a steal from me, Tom. One of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah. Great. So my list is, uh, I'm going to try, I was trying to have a theme, and I could only come up with two out of three. Let's see if you can pick it out. Uh, The first one is... Richard uh, Beacon's movies? You bring bring me down here and you put me in the old cat room, huh? (laughs) No. We'll bring you down here and put your wife in the cat room. You get to watch. Oh! I know Mm -hmm. that. That would Cat's be the segment eye. Cat's Eye uh, Quitters Inc. from right. Cat's Eye, Stephen With King's the execrable James Woods. Yes, James Woods. Who he is been a great in, actor. As it turns out, the a worst. lot of forced to watch things movies. Is he? Yeah. Well, we're all forced to watch him now, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's excellent point. Okay. Yeah. Now, Tom, your turn. Great if that pick. wasn't a steal, it is your turn. I was going to, I think I'm going to do the daddy of them, even though it wasn't the first, but it's the first thing that pe- that poked into my mind is A Clockwork Orange. Of course, Alex yeah. from A Clockwork Orange being desensitized to violence or unsensitized or whatever that is. I still have trouble watching all the scenes where they put things in his eyes. <laughs> I can't stand it. <laughs> uh, so that's my first yeah. one is A Clockwork Orange. But he's so happy afterward. He really is until so he goes happy. into the, yeah. Until he fine. goes into the, uh, what, the he gets caught in the basement. Right. He gets caught in the basement by the person that he attacked, and he plays Ludwig Vaughn. Okay. The end. Yeah. Yeah. So everything's fine for a while. Okay. Yeah. Mandy. So Number violent, two. Violent, dark, twisted choices are okay. Is your yeah. jam. Dirty Dancing. Hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> that we're all forced to watch that movie? The dancing parts? Pete. <laughs> Oh, sacrilege. At the end, when baby's on stage and doing the dirty dancing, poor Jerry Orbach tries to get up and stop it. And the wife grabs him and makes him sit down and watch his girl dance. Wow. 
That is a that's, that's a, a good great pick. choice. Yeah. Thank you. That is a great pick, and I can't say I'm a little proud of myself. No one has ever picked "Dirty Dancing" on this show. A Clockwork oh. Orange comes every single episode. Every week, I imagine. Yeah, because <laughs> we're creeps. <laughs> yeah. Very good choice. Oh, very good choice. All right. Thank so you, gentlemen. I have the what I can only classify as the spiritual uh, prequel to Dirty Dancing. Uh, <laughs> and the, the line I would like to leave you with is, it's showtime. At this point, Harry is forced to watch Becky just a bit further down the beach as she's buried up to her neck in sand and the tide comes in. Wesley Nielsen at his diabolical best with Ted Danson God, in Ted Danson, Creepshow. I remember. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, when he brings that TV down and plops it down on the beach. Do you remember uh, the, big, yeah. the big line from that episode? You uh, can't shoot us, Harry. We're already we're dead. already dead. Yeah. 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 Oh, good oh, one. So Ooh. good. Mm-hmm. So dark. My parents wouldn't let me watch that part. As soon as his head went under the water, they had this white sheet that they would have by the TV, and they held it up in front of things. And they just said, "Tommy, go down into the dark basement and count to ten. Yeah. Which seemed weird. <laughs> we didn't have a basement, and we didn't have a TV, so I don't know what all of that was about. It was all very weird. <laughs> uh, all right. What's your number two? You guys really opened up. Now I feel like my picks are kind of more pedestrian, but I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, a real good movie. <laughs> real... <laughs> I podcast. This is one of my favorite movies. It stars uh, G- Gillen. No, not John Gyllenhaal. What's his name? Well, Jake, Jake. Gyllenhaal. No, but not even him. How about Maggie? Uh, what's the guy? Nope. No Gyllenhaal at all. Sarah. John Easy. Snyder. No, he plays, <gasps> nice. he plays Robin in the Batman movies. Chris. Hold on, that's Chris not what O'Donnell. he's known for. O'Donnell. Nope. Chris nope. O'Donnell. Yes, Chris but that's not accurate. Stop. He's Carmen like one of the biggest stars we have. He's in <laughs> he's in so many things. Tom Cruise. That it's insane. He played um I can't think he was in Premium Rush. <laughs> Now you just make up movie titles. No, no, no. I get that was that wasn't that a, like a Ron Howard related adjacent thing. Not at all. He was a bicycle no? messenger running away from Michael Shannon. Oh, Look, guys, I'm thinking of Joseph Gordon Levitt, JGL. Oh. Mm-hmm. He's in the 7500, which Gillen is out right Hall, now. JGL. That's why I had yep. trouble. My apologies. Yes, uh, it's called. All of that at- stays in. I'm cutting most of my <laughs> stupid don't. parts, but that stays in. <laughs> and just on repeat. Yeah. Great. Uh, uh, no, it's called the Lookout. And it involves he is uh, plays a someone that works at a bank. He's just the janitor of a bank, but because of an early um, uh, car accident, he loses his memory. And anyway, so he's very mentally impaired. He is forced to be the lookout for some people that befriend him while they slowly rob a bank behind him at the actual bank that he works at. It's really good. It's kind of gritty and noirish. He is forced to look out for the cops and anything uh, against his will. That was forced worth the, to the watch. time. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was I, forced to really watch the front door. to look out. Because he doesn't want to do was... it, but he has to do it. Forced. Yeah. Well, to I watch. did get out. You did look out. Look out. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. So, uh, back to Mandy. <laughs> yeah. How long have I been talking? I feel like I'm winded. <laughs> okay. The uh, lookout. I have to say, I've never seen The Lookout. So oh, it's I, really I good. I don't it's know really, what that is. Really Nor have good. I. Okay. All right, okay, Mandy. Number number one, your number one very favoriteest, most favoriteest pick. Guys, it's so mm. obvious. Mm-hmm. Sound of Music. Those what? party goers are forced what? to watch those kids. <laughs> so long, farewell. What are they going to do? Walk out. Point. 
It's a good point. On Captain Von Trapp, I don't think so. They are Nobody forced walks out to watch on the Von a Trapps. musical number. <laughs> so many uncomfortable like nods. My whole of childhood like, with all right. my family begging, like, can we make her stop? Right. So many tipsy no. adults being like, oh my God, I can't stop laughing. I can't stop laughing. It's, it's, it's so the cute. Austrian 99 bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> and it just never ends. <laughs> hey, guys. I challenge you to think of more people being forced to watch something. Wonderful choices. I love it. I love it. Good choice. Unconventional. Uh, Mine is absolutely conventional. My number one pick. And I've now I've been breaking some core rules of the show. Andy does not like it. He is frowns on using movies where we've actually talked about them on the show and other places. Uh, for us, for him and you, you guys are off the hook. That's just me. So I, I'm flaunting those rules in his face as I do this pick. And that is, uh, do you know what your sin is, doctor? It's pride. In certain older civilized cultures, when men failed as entirely as you have, they would throw themselves on their swords. Anything yet? This is I'm so into this. Keep going. This is a good death. There is no shame in this. Oh, we're making a better uh, world. Serenity. Yes. Yes. Yes, Tommy. Okay. In the end, our hero Mal makes the operative, the great uh, Chuitelai Gio, for uh, watch the truth about the oh, alliance right. and their atrocities uh, on the video as as uh, as the researcher is eaten by the zombie hordes. That's right. Yes, yeah, oh, so one. good. Again, reminds me of my dating life. Mm, totally. <laughs> Keeps coming up. Nailed it. <laughs> All right, Tommy, number one. Okay, I'm going to do, my last one is two. Tied together because one is actually just kind of a comment or remake of an earlier one. Uh, and so my two that are together is someone is being indoctrinated into either a game or some type of uh, political group or something. And as part of it, they are forced to sit in a dark room alone and watch a montage of strange images, jarring music, everything sort of put together, kind of like a clockwork orange. Uh, and my two are The Game, starring Michael Douglas by David Fincher. Uh, Love that movie. That's a part of his big test that he has to go. That's where the line is. Does this thing ever end as it's going on behind him? Mm -hmm. And that actually comes even earlier by the Warren Beatty movie Parallax View when he goes behind the scenes into the craziness. And it's the exact same scene. And David Fincher actually shoots it almost shot for shot where he's forced to watch this uh, montage that's about breaking down governments and who do you trust and mother and father. And there's a dead guy and then a fireplace. And it's really interesting. So those are my two. I love that trope in films that you can sort of break someone down or try to find out uh, something about them by making them watch some sort of a weird montage. So those are my two. Great set and no steals. No steals. Fantastic. Well done. A great set of now we can say 10 movies that you should go watch. Introduce yourself to. They're all about. Do you guys have any backups that are worth uh, talking about? Any particular I think things? The obvious. It's a wonderful life. Oh, because he's well. He's. I guess he is forced. He's like forced oh. to watch what his life would be like. No, you're right. Yeah. No, that's right. I just don't think of that movie in the context of the parallax view and right. the game. My no, favorite right. part of that movie. I'm bringing as a I, different sensibility. God, as I've said, is needed it when he goes to the. <laughs> 
to the other part where he sees how dark everything's going to be if he doesn't exist. And he yeah. sees Donna Reed and she seems fine. <laughs> and have I talked about this on the podcast? She's just sitting at a table reading and he's like, Mary, you're an old maid. And it's like, dude, she is reading a magazine. It's fine. But he's like, what have I done, Mary? <laughs> I love your James Stewart. Thank you. Oh, God. You're a piece of trash, Mary, because you're sitting alone at a table in a slightly dark room. And it's like, geez, Louise. Your you're, uh, James Stewart sounds like Kristen Wiig when she's drunk in Bridesmaids. <laughs> yes. That's probably what I was trying to do. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the highest compliment ever paid on this show. <laughs> your Stewart is a drunk wig. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Uh, I had uh, I had just uh, I had a couple, but they're all sci-fi, and so I you, thank you very much. I decided to restrain it mm. for my main picks for you both uh, because Sandra Bullock isn't in either of them, and they involve names that are unspellable. Uh, but first, uh, Star Wars: Princess Leia is forced to watch the destruction of her planet, oh. and then Luke, spoiler alert is forced to watch the destruction of the Rebel fleet in Jedi, and then they do the same thing in The Rise of Skywalker. You're forced to watch your merry band get out of the sky. And then J.J. Abrams, make Nero, makes Spock watch the destruction of planet Vulcan. I know you remember that. That was a real yeah. tearjerker. Man, oh, a man. a lot of sci-fi forced to watch. Is that oh. the one where they go to save the whales? <sighs> Probably not. Never mind. Go ahead. All right. So next week. We need to come up with a list for next week. <laughs> so just, but it's just at random. It's it's at random. So Jenna, let's just, I, I, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it based on what we've been talking about. Uh, it, you know, are there movies, for example, that uh, celebrate or catalog the failure of a, a well-funded business? I don't want to call it the Quibi series, but. You know, oh, I didn't understand what the. You know, I know. Sure, I saw like that. Big business disasters or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like big yeah. business failures, that kind of a thing. I love mm-hmm. it. Okay. Big business. So we can base this on our um, talk. I like that. I like that idea. Yeah. Wait, that's is that good. so that's decided? Pete just gets to pick and we all have to do what he says? No, we're going to come up with three. Okay, now. Okay. And then, Easy. And then the next Look. group does it. We're well, coming up with things for the next group to do. Then I would I like to I just want to start, get the ball rolling. So Thank please, you, sir. Pete just gets to pick. <laughs> I would like Sounds to Sounds like my dating life. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we talked about how we enjoy like I'm so over reboots and just like redoing everything but I do love the idea of a reimagining so what what films have been have taken something we all know and love and turned nice. it on its ear and have have been an interesting reimagining outstanding outstanding thank you how Tom? about documentaries that inexplicably make Pete enraged <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually typing that out Anchorman style. Oh, you as you, Yeah. <laughs> You're still pissed to be about Boys State. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what about movies that inspire rides? Is that interesting at all? The connection between like s- theme rides and some sort of movies or something? How, how many? Can, just don't say anything, but how many can you think of off the top of your head? Nine, 10, 11, 12, everything. Everything is branding. Okay. So it's, it's, it's on. 
If oh, that's good. fun. Okay. You can, I mean, uh, okay. I, that was just going through Disneyland Universal and yeah. uh, the, the theme park I'm making in my backyard. So. <laughs> the Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Clockwork it's, Orange. It's Land. all based on uh, yeah, Clockwork Orange and, yeah. Yeah. I was uh, going to say the Miss Congeniality <laughs> franchise, but that's your joke, that's maybe. That's not even so funny. Can't. Okay, my bad. Okay. Uh, say that again, then. What do you want it to, what do you want it to be? Um, what do you want word-ishly? Movies that inspired rides. Is that interesting? I guess that maybe that's not interesting. Oh, I think it's I think it's great. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to talk. All of mine are Johnny Depp movies. Yep, it's going to be fine. It's going to be that fine. That checks out. To quote my friend uh-huh. Tommy, Metz, that checks out. That <laughs> checks out. Fantastic. Look at what we did. We created something tonight, everybody. This is really great. Uh, I just have to say, uh, Mandy Kaplan, uh, take a minute now that we've gone through the whole show. Tell the people just just briefly uh, about you. But do it in rhyme like Hamilton. Right, right, right. <laughs> 1976. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm born and raised outside of Boston. So okay. uh, I am a Patriots fan. People need to know that about me. Oh, okay. And I am an actor and a writer and a producer. And I I primarily make my living doing voiceover, which is why I have a fancy microphone mm-hmm. and a fancy studio. <laughs> and uh, I'm married and I have an amazing 10-year-old son and uh, two cats. You've done a fine job there. That was a nice little bio. That was a nice little uh, IMDb uh, uh, bio there that you did for us. Well, let me tell you. you. Also, we have talked about uh, Mandy on the show because we did a show on uh, one of your films. We did uh, the the 30 Nights show with Tommy, and it was super charming. And uh, so we're just delighted that you're uh, lending your voice to this Mary Squad, and we welcome you aboard. It's going to be really fun. And um, so, everybody, you'll be hearing more of Mandy uh, throughout the film board and sat mats on... uh, uh, the odd weeks and uh, so it's really great can't uh, wait welcome aboard yeah thank you i'll tell you what this is uh it, it is as always it's incredibly fun and gratifying to be able to do this show and all the shows that we do uh, because we get new people like mandy and ocean and more voices that are going to be coming to us over the next com- uh, a few months uh, and we could not do it without you thank you for supporting this show for listening downloading listening subscribing to the show it means the world to us uh and if we've given you some new movies to watch in this human epoch in which time has lost all meaning and substance Uh good for all of us uh you can subscribe to the show become a listener supporter over at patreon.com slash the next reel uh for just a couple of dollars a month you can uh, become a concessionaire supporter you get access to the live streams of most of the shows that as we record them you get early access to all the shows in your very own personal podcast feed and you get access to the super secret member channels over in our Discord server. It is a really fun and wonderful space for people to talk about their favorite movies and TV and all kinds of other stuff. So thank you, everybody, for downloading the show. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Mandy. Welcome aboard. Thank you. If I sing so long, farewell. Do we have to pay for it? We we do. <laughs> and we'll be here all night. So, Tom... <laughs> Good night, Tommy. Good night. Thank you, guys. Good night, everybody. Thanks. Have a great weekend. We did it. 
I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. (laughs) 